you come home and your family's still like, so you dating anybody? And it's like, why, why is like this always somewhat the focus, you know, or the pressure that we feel It's like, cool that you're a doctor, but like everyone still feels bad for you that you don't have a boyfriend, even though you're like, I'm busy being a fucking doctor, dude, being a fucking doctor. Welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Hyde, the podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host, Erica. You are in Brooklyn. I am. I'm back with my little dog friend. And your little uh, dog, too. I know. I love this little honey dog. It's uh, changed me a bit on dogs. She's but, so uh, cute. I, I, got, I had the pleasure of meeting her in person over the weekend. She's so cute. She's very sweet. She's very calm, very sweet. Uh, I feel like we're allowed to say this. Rourke got a dog. Rourke got a dog. We are allowed to say it because she put she she posted it on her Instagram. Previously, it was previously a secret. Very exciting. Both of you becoming dog people. Look at that. I mean, I still don't have one. Have one, but yes. But you're but you're much closer. Yeah, you get it. I get it. I, I feel like yeah, yeah. I, I didn't get it at all before, so I get it now. I get it <laughs> I'm like I got it before. No, I didn't. I no, did you didn't. No, all. you did not. I didn't. You have to find one you vibe with. Okay. <laughs> This dog is the dog for me, but unfortunately, it's our last time together of a honey. Oh, yeah, because she's Uh, moving, right? Yeah, my friend is moving to Atlanta. Yeah. So I'll have to go dog sit there. Listen, I could start a little side business in LA. Plenty of people got dogs, (laughs) you know, if I want to, but for now, I'm okay. So I've talked a little bit on the pod about how I've been trying to extend my damp January into, into future months. And I have really been enjoying recess mocktails as a way to have what feels like a fancy drink at home, but without the alcohol. Yeah. And also, it's nice to have something in your fridge that just has a little bit of flavor. Totally. And they're they're delicious. They're made with real fruit, sweetened with agave, and again, 0% alcohol. So just a nice nice little flavorful drink that is a little, little play on our favorites here. They got a bunch of great flavors. My personal favorite is the recess watermelon mojito. I actually like to garnish it like it's a actual cocktail. Like I put it in a coupe glass, feeling all fancy, garnish it with a little sprig of mint. It is delicious. And my favorite is the recess ginger lime mule. I'm a ginger gal. And what I love also, not too sweet. Perfect amount of just a little little sweet treat. They're absolutely delicious. And you can get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash FMH. So you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Now. It's been fun having you in Brooklyn. We had a little night out after our live Patreon. We did a live Patreon episode, which was so fun. Yeah, live Patreon was great. I had such a good time. The yeah, chat was popping. The, the best time. Yeah, the chat was very fun. And we had a great time. We still, you know, posted it like a normal episode as well, audio and video, but it was fun to be with everybody live. Yeah, I was very I was very excited. We got to meet some of the listeners too, because they came on to ask questions. Yeah, we did. So. so it was super fun. Shout out to the Patreon gang. Um, and yeah, then we, then we had ourselves a little night in Brooklyn. We do. We went out in Red Hook. I've not gone to Red Hook in a very long time. They have a lot of really good restaurant spots down there. Great food in Red Hook. The only problem with Red Hook is that it's like a little inaccessible. So the part that we were at is like closer to Carroll Garden. So it wasn't as bad, but so good. We went to a restaurant that you have a friend who works at. So he like knew all the good stuff to order. It was Yes, Farina. If you're looking to explore Farina. Great pizza, Italian spot, delicious. Yeah, it was great. So yeah, that was fun. And we're actually going to be back in Red Hook, funnily enough, 
two weekends in a row because this upcoming weekend we have all the Grease gals coming to New York for a reunion. I know. I'm so excited to see everybody. I've missed everyone so much. I know. I'm pumped. I'm blown away that this – there's like 15 people coming, that like this many of us are going to be back together. It's very exciting. Yeah, almost everybody. So very, very pumped. Yeah. And I have been uh, furiously organizing my apartment because I'm having everybody over for like cocktails on Friday night. <laughs> and I just – it just really hit me yesterday. I was like, oh, because I was like, oh, I should get – because you're staying with me. So I was like, oh, I should get my guest bedroom kind of like a little bit more organized for mm-hmm. Erica. And then I realized, and everybody else. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a good motivator, coming. honestly. Yes. Very true. I've been in those modes before. But uh, can we preemptively announce that we are co-hosting a trip? Yes, I think we can. We like, I think we can officially, I don't know if we can say the dates yet because she probably has to come back to us, but I think we can announce it. Yeah. We're doing a mother daughter trip, as we said before, and we decided on Portugal for a destination and I'm very, very excited. I'm so excited. So the itinerary that we picked is called from Lisbon to the Algarve coast. So obviously as it's obvious, but we start in Lisbon, explore the city, and then we go down the coast to like more to the south of Portugal, do some beach stuff. And it's going to be like next surf fall. lessons and stuff. Yeah, surf lessons and hiking on cliffs overlooking the ocean and vineyard tours. Not to mention like Lisbon is is incredible. But oh yeah, I'm I'm excited for the coast. I'm very pumped. So just be on the lookout. We'll be posting that when that's ready to sign up to get more info, or you can see the full itinerary when that should be ready very soon. There's a chance it will be ready by the time it comes out. There is but, a, yeah, there is a chance that by the time this episode airs, it's it's already live or like yeah. previewed. Yeah, but I mean, we had a call today. I'm excited. We worked out some of the details, so it's it's happening. It's happening. Yeah. So pu- my mom is very excited. So is mine. I mean, she's very excited when I bring her anywhere. <laughs> Let alone, I'm like, all right, let's go to Portugal and have a good time. Yeah, she's Portugal's been on her list. She's been wanting to go. She was very jealous. She wanted to go to Greece. She asked if she could come to Greece, <laughs> and that's well, when you, then, you know. One. Yeah, and I was like, okay, I think we we can make we can make a trip like this happen. So, I'm yeah, cool. I've never been, I've never done it, so very excited. It's gonna be great. I was actually there like six years ago now, but this exact week for a oh, friend's thirtieth really? birthday. It was six years ago because it was my friend's thirtieth birthday. So nice because we're looking at next October. I've had a few friends go in recent weeks, and they said it's beautiful. So I'm like, great. It was gorgeous. Wanted to be warm like, enough to enjoy the water. That's it. Yeah, we were on the beach. I mean, it's, you know, it's not August weather, but like, especially relative to here, it will be wonderful. Yeah. So I'm anyway. excited. What, what dating updates do we have for the pod today? So last week I talked about Speed Racer and about how he was sick. And we were like, you know, talking about then when our second date was going to be. I have now encountered a theme, maybe more of a pattern. It's only two people, but I'm going to call that a pattern of attempting to organize something and then completely dropping off the map. Again, like this guy, this guy too. Yes. So he reached out to me, like he's been the one being very consistent after our first date, he was traveling. Then he was sick. He was like really consistent about yeah. communicating and letting me know, like, I'm still really excited to see you. I want to set up a second date, da-da-da-da-da, all this mm-hmm. stuff. And then he's like, I'm going to – basically, 
obviously when you're sick, you don't necessarily know when you're going to feel better, right? So like we had said, he was like, okay, like I'll keep you posted. And then he did. And he's like, okay, great. How about next week? What are some days that you're free? I gave him two options for the week that we are now currently in. Mm-hmm. Radio silence. He didn't even respond to the message of the day? No, he no, he did not. That's very weird. Right? I would ch- was- I would most likely think like he either thought he answered or went to check something, got distracted, but I I probably will follow up for that reason because this is like it's not a theme with him. Like he is very consistently yeah. communicative. And like, so I probably will, but it's just like, this just happened with the other dude and now it's happening again. Yeah. Oh, that just sucks. That's very frustrating. I know. And so I'm, I, I am going to, I think probably when we end, end this recording, it was a couple days ago that this, that that happened. Um, so it hasn't been that long. So I think I'm like, st- now it's a good time to be like, okay, this feels like we're at the point where. You, you're not going to respond, whether it's because you decided not to or you forgot. I probably yeah, need I would, to prompt. And like, I would assume forgot. I'm I'm hoping, like giving him the benefit of the doubt, like you said, it's one of those things which has happened to me before where I read it, I like think I responded or I like responded in my head and then I like mm-hmm. close out of it and now it's not unread anymore and I forget about it. Yeah, I wish you could literally mark messages unread in your text. Yes, please. Like I think email. that's actually that's, coming. That's my in, like, email system future version of ios but i will say that has rarely happened to me rarely not never but rarely happened to me with somebody i was super excited to see yeah that's why it's it's just it doesn't match everything else yeah yeah it doesn't match anything else and the other thing to note about him that the patreons have or patrons have more detail on is that like he also knows all about this podcast, all about this account. Like he actually is like much more familiar with this space mm-hmm. than most. So like that part, that's that's not the X factor here. Like sometimes when this happens, I'm like, oh, maybe he like did yeah, a deep dive. Yeah, you didn't dive. tell him yet. Maybe they yeah. found out. Or I yeah. did I did tell him, but then he did more dig, more like, you know, research and was like, mm, not something I'm comfy with. That's not the case here. Like this guy's like very aware of the space. Yeah, also he was sick with COVID a week, so he had plenty of time to listen if he wanted to. And then plenty be like and then why would he follow up for another date? So Right. Like that so like track. that's not that's not why. And so like oftentimes my mind does go there because, you know, like similar to like when you're like, Oh, maybe he looked at my comedy. We're like, Oh, maybe he doesn't like this, but that's not the reason. So I'm like, really? Like what the what the heck? Yeah, I would yeah, this is when I'm like, mm, I'd follow up. To be like, I'm go- I'm going to, yeah. But so that's the update there. Still plenty of time. One of the like I have, I still am free on the two days that I gave him this week. So yeah. I'm definitely open to still going out one of those days. Um, but I did have a first date last week, and I mentioned last week that I was yes. planning one, and it happened. <laughs> yes, it did. And I went. Let, let everybody know the uh, nickname. Yeah, so we're calling him the announcer. And if you want more details on the background of that, you can listen to the Patreon. Um, but it, it, spoiler alert, there will not be a second date. Let's just uh, cut to the chase on that before anybody gets excited. <laughs> yeah. That happens. It, yeah. It just, it wasn't the vibe. Like it, we didn't click from the get go. Mm-hmm. And I, I ended up basically interviewing him throughout the date. 
which I didn't mind so much because he actually, he works in a field that I was really fascinated by. And so when it became clear that like conversation was not flowing, I just basically started peppering him with questions about his work. Yeah. Because that was, uh, I was like how I'm not sure what else we're going to talk about. Anytime I tried to pivot away from that, it didn't work full, like screeching halt to the conversation. So I, I learned a lot about something that I'm interested in. <laughs> <laughs> I've done like, that mood when I'm tired. I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to get them to talk. Yeah. I'm just going to keep it on and them. I'll what just he does here, is really specific. So like, I won't say what that, what the thing is, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. it's very specific and I found it fascinating. And so like, I now have information I didn't have before. guess that's a win. Right. It is what it is. You know? You met yeah. A new person. So I met a new you person. Tried. I, and I are, I also, I happened to be at work that day in the office, which is pretty rare, but therefore I had already like gone into the city. I was already like putting a cute outfit on, putting makeup on, doing my hair, like all that jazz. So I didn't feel any like lost time for that, like might happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, that was that. I, he followed up. I was going to see if a moo might happen because- Mutual mm-hmm. opt-out, for those who don't remember the acronym. Um, because the to me, the vibe was so clear. Like, to me, it was like, this is – we are not vibing. Mm-hmm. And so I was going to see, you know, okay, maybe we just will be on the same page and we'll just go our separate way, ships in the night. He did follow up the next day, though. Didn't ask me out in that initial message, but it was a very, like, positive, this is where this is going type of thing. And so I sent him the no ghosting script and he was very kind in his response and thanked me for my honesty. That's all you can ask for us. It really you is. Take the L and if you can take the L well, you know, I feel like it just gives you good karma to come. I totally agree with you. Totally agree. Um, so, so that was that. I have a couple other conversations going, but like this is apparently a trend that has been happening. You said you've seen it on TikTok. People in our Patreon live were talking about it. I have experienced it. Hinge has been a fucking desert. Dead. Basically, whether you have unlimited Hinge X or regular unlimited Hinge, it feels like any like you send out is not being received by anyone. Like no one's home. No one's home. And that's that's what happened to me months ago in LA. So I feel a little validated that other people are finally talking about it and experiencing it because I bought Unlimited and I was like, I'm sending at least 30 likes a day. Yes. Like you could sit on that thing for 20 minutes and throw out 30 likes. No problem. I, so on our car ride home, I was talking about how we did the, you know, we were like doing each other's dating apps, whatever. And I sent out probably on that car ride alone, 30 or 40 comments. And since then, I've been very active, sending out probably five or six a day, zero matches. I've gotten a few likes come in who, to your point, I don't think I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. So I'm yep. like, they're showing me to people that they're not, they're not showing them to me. That's weird. They're not people that I'm interested in also. Mm-hmm. And not one response to any of my likes. And I fucking pay for Hinjax. So what am I paying for? Well, you've just finally hit the point that I hit very quickly when I was on Hinjax. Where I was like, this feels like a scam to me. I don't I don't know what I'm paying for. Yeah. So I don't think I'll renew it. I don't remember how long I have left. But I don't think I'll renew it. And That's Bumble has right still now. been... It's not happening. 
Yeah, Bumble has still been good though. So I'm like going to lean into that. I actually think I've had my profile on the league paused for a while. Oh, I've never even gotten into that app. Same with Raya. I was on, well, I've been trying to get on Raya. I could, I, Raya has been waitlisted on Raya for years. Same, at least three years. And Taylor just mentioned it to me being like, have you ever tried Raya? And I was like, dude, I used you as a reference and people know who you are. And I didn't get on that thing. And like my roommate in LA doesn't do any entertainment and she got on immediately. So I was like, I don't know what it is. And I went, I went back on today, downloaded it. Didn't even have to log in. I just re-downloaded the app. All of a sudden, just same page. It's like, we're reviewing your application, blah, 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 blah. And so then today I added like six references. I was like, I'll add more references. Who's in my contacts? I'll add that girl that did my makeup in LA is apparently on Raya. So I added her. I was like, anyone. Throw me, throw me a bone. Yeah. Uh, the league is not hard. They just, they try to pretend they are, but they're not. So I, I can send you a referral. They will let you in. It's not. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But then I also Raya's get overwhelmed. Like actually hard. Yeah. I get overwhelmed because I, I honestly Fair. was very on the verge of like deleting Hinge and Bumble and just being like, I'm, yeah. I'm just going to take a full clean break for like a couple weeks and just write yeah, it out. The, the reason that the league that I was like, oh, maybe because I technically I still have Tinder, but like that doesn't ever go anywhere. But the league has been on a full front, like full court press advertising in New York City. Like they've wrapped subways. Mm. They, I've, I've seen their ads everywhere. And so I'm curious if the pool is getting bigger because of their advertising and maybe it'll be better now. So I will report back. Maybe. I don't know. But And yeah, that's that's what I have going on. I'm just like trying to find people to speak to. Yeah. It's a weird time of year. You almost feel like it's a crunch time before holidays are suddenly here. And then it feels like there's extra dating pressure during holidays sometime. Like it's I like, keep seeing ads like joking about cuffing season. And I'm like, we don't need to hear about it. We already know. But we already this is know. what I was just thinking. Why does it feel like cuffing season is getting shorter and shorter? Like, why does it oh, feel I like agree. cuffing season is like three and a half weeks long? Uh, like, I, I can't answer that it. for you, but I agree. <laughs> and I don't know if it's just because I have had so many weddings this year that it's taken up like a lot of my time yeah. and my weekends. So it's like my fall weekends that were open, I think was four of them. Yeah. So it's two months condensed into one is what it feels like, you know? Yeah. Because like maybe cuffing season is supposed to be like after summer ends, but before the holidays, right? Like that's the thing. I feel like summer yep. only ended like three weeks ago. And now it mm-hmm. feels like. We're practically at Thanksgiving. So I don't know. Maybe it's maybe we're just looking at January. Yeah, I don't know. I try to just not think about it because I'm like, look, it'll happen when it happens. Like I'm trying to just be more in that mind space and not be like forcing myself yeah, to do extra when it's just it. Yeah, when it's just not in me. I'm like, uh, you know, like I go to I'm at the comedy cellar in Vegas starts the twenty third of October for a week. Yeah. So there's this thing where I'm like, I'm not really going to be actively swiping the three days before I leave. No, it doesn't make sense. It makes no sense, you know. And then it's also nice to be like, okay, full break from the app. Like, I won't check it. I'll deal with it when I'm back in New York and available. Um, So, yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to just be in the the mindset of like, it'll happen when it happens. I'm going to try different methods as I can. And just kind of like accept my fate for now, if that makes sense. (laughs) Just like my fate is my fate and it'll come when it comes and I can't like push myself to do it. Yeah. Well, especially because if you push yourself to the point where you're then resenting it, you're not showing up well on dates. Like you're going to show up on dates 
which I want to hear about your date, but you're like showing up on dates being like, ugh. Yeah, there's that other viral TikTok. It's the girl being like, so what do you do for work? Like all these questions. And she's like mocking herself getting ready for a date. And uh, it's it's so viral. I've seen everybody impersonate it. And it's funny, but it is this thing that's like, yeah, when we hit that point, we should all just take a break. Take a break. Yep, take a break. Take a break. Or I'll say this, get weird. Don't ask regular questions on a date then. Like when I get in that mode, I'm like, I am not going to ask how many siblings you have. And what do you do for work? Like, but like I, I'm gonna go in and be like, "Have you heard about Forty Eight Oyster Girl? Have we heard about Forty Eight Oyster Girl?" <laughs> Wild. <laughs> you know, what like you I'll come in hot with that. Four dozen oysters right now. What would you do? What would happen? <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, every male commentary I've seen has been like, "Okay, one side of me is impressed that you can eat Forty Eight Oysters <laughs> in one sitting. The other part of me is like." just outrageous that you would do this not offer any to the other person and film it with the flash on yeah that was wild if you don't know what we're talking about go to tiktok and google 40 and search 48 oysters please immediately insane yeah and then this woman was like mad that the guy didn't pay the bill when it's like he didn't eat he asked you to drinks it's a lot of food to order so many oysters and then she also ordered an entree the honestly the most wild part about it to me is that she was filming with the flash on the whole time it's the part that makes me be like is this real i think it is real i think it is i'm like who would do that and think it puts themselves in a good light sharing on the internet well you know i don't i don't think a whole lot of logic is going into any of the decision making yeah, but there's something, I think it's a Logan Yuri thing called, like, come into the date in the second act. Oh, yeah. And it's and your dates usually go better because you're starting as if you already know each other. And you just blow by all those mundane questions we all ask and just, like, get to the meat. Like, almost like if you come into a date that you got poured on in the rain and you come in a little disheveled and, like, this happened and it was crazy and I couldn't get a cab and blah, blah, blah. That actually usually is better than just coming in and saying, hi. 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 I one of the things that I like to do to do that is I review our conversation, like our Bumble or our Hinge conversation or whatever, or whatever most recently we've been texting about on my way to the date. And then I will try to find something that I can ask them about to be like, oh, how was the game last night? Or like if they had mentioned they went out to dinner, like how was that restaurant? Like the way that you would to a friend you know did something. Right. You know, like you come in with your friends, you come in hot. You're like, What's the update on this? I want to know. How'd this go? I know things about your life. Yeah. Right? So there you go. That's what you got to do. Actually, I kind of did that on my date indirectly because I ended up being a couple minutes late because there was a little bit of a crisis at the cellar. So I had my spot. Mm -hmm. Uh, The host goes to start the show. All the lights are kind of on automatic. You turn the spotlight on. Spotlight isn't working. The host oh, goes no. up and the whole room is dark, except for like the backlighting of the stage. Oh, so it looks yikes. like a slam poetry <laughs> happening. You just see his like dark figure. And it's also my friend James, who always wears like a fedora. So it was very slam poetry vibes. And, oh, you know, man. but it's chaotic. They're scrambling to be like, why isn't it working? Blah, blah. They're running to get another yeah. cord, all this stuff. So the host ends up staying up much longer than usual. And he's still killing it because he's like a, crowd work master hilarious guy has hosted for years so funny mm-hmm. uh like if anything i was like thank god that didn't happen when i was up there i don't know what exactly oh, i would do god. but but then that bumped the whole show 
10 minutes more behind, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So I texted him being like, hey, I'm about to go up. Like, I think I'm going to be about five minutes late. You know, I'll, I'll let you know when I'm on my way. He's like, great, no problem. So then when I got there, he's like, oh, everything okay? And I was like, wow, man, spotlight went out, like, blah, blah. And I, you just immediately launch into a story. And it. Yeah. I think that was maybe part of what made the date, I don't know, more at ease, more relaxed, kind of out the gate, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So what are we calling him? Um, so we're going to call him The Folly. It's a great bar. We it. met there. Uh, it is a great bar. I, I also like, think it's a fun little nickname. It is. It's a fun nickname. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we already have a second date on the books, which is great. Um, yeah, I just uh, felt a really, really nice vibe. And honestly, there were a lot of things we had in common that I didn't even know walking into the date. We talked a little. Like, he also played a college sport. He's also into a lot of the same music I'm into. So the whole conversation was just really easy, flowing. I didn't at all feel a second of, like, having to rack my brain for a question. Anything oh, like that. that. Yeah. He has a very, like, sweet and kind energy to him that like 15 minutes into the date i said to myself i was like oh this is the guy everyone always says you're gonna end up with this kind of guy does that make sense it does because we've talked about it a little more in detail but tell the yeah explain more i'm trying to like think how to phrase it um but basically people are usually like you know erica you're kind of high energy and more naturally a leader you're gonna get somebody that is more of a like oh i just want to go along with like what you want to do kind yeah of like you're a little more take charge he's a little more go with the flow is the like dynamic people have said they yeah could see you in right so it's like he's a little i guess i'd say like he's a little bit softer than i am but i don't see that in a bad way at all if yeah. anything there's like a little bit of an energy thing to him that is similar to the nurse it's like a mm. it is like very like a nurturing kind of like a caretaker energy. kind of vibe yeah a little bit like very yeah. just very sweet very considerate you can tell like i'm you know a stranger essentially to this person and yeah. just how he is with like me and other people already i'm like oh you're very kind of put other people ahead of yourself mm. vibe um and I don't, not saying I don't do that, but it's like, like, you know, when you meet people and you're like, oh, you're like overly accommodating. And yes, I like, exactly it's like you mean. have to push to be like, no, what do you want? Like, mm -hmm. you have to push them to be like, no, no, no. What would you like? Like, I'm down to do what you want to do. And they're like, I, I would really love it if opinion. you just pick a thing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. then our conversation last week being like with the picking the place and then meeting him, I was like, okay, okay this is just a. It it tracks. It coins. It, it just it tracks. It made more sense to me, like why he's a little bit more that energy. I guess if that makes sense. Like I was like, oh, you're mm -hmm. just you're mostly just concerned with picking a place I would like, and it almost seems like I would relieve you from anxiety if I would just pick a thing myself. And then yeah, you I, you were literally with me when I was <laughs> trying to plan the next date, and the amount of questions I was getting, I was like, okay, I think I might just have to pick a thing. Like, it was a go. lot of questions. It's the a lot of questions. The best part was where, so we were at dinner, and the best part was where he, like, asked a question that you replied to, and then I was like, you were like, there can't possibly any be any more questions. <laughs> and then he asked another question. Yeah, you gave me a line, and I used it. It was like, because we decided to get food for the next day, and you were like, just say, like, I trust whatever you pick is going to be great. You were like, yeah. give, him, give him a confidence boost to his choices. You got this. And then it still is something like, 
okay, but how how far like uptown do you want to go? It was still something where I was like, yeah, it was about your commute just, time. Yeah, which is considerate. It's very considerate. Very. Considerate. I essentially was trying to be like, I'll go anywhere. I'll go anywhere. Pick a thing. I'll I'll come into Manhattan. It's fine. I'm driving from Jersey. I'm like, I can drive right to the thing. It's not a problem, you know. I I liked that that he threw a little sarcasm in there, which like oh, threw yeah, you did. off for a second because he had been so considerate. Because <laughs> when I I loved this part where like I feel like he actually might have been a little self aware in that moment because he was asking you like what areas, and I think you said like Upper West or down Upper West or below yeah. or something. I was like, like that. let's let's say Upper West ish and lower. Yeah. Somewhere around and, there. I was like, let me give you a vague enough something to give you a starting point. I don't know. Right. And he was like, oh, shoot. I was thinking the Bronx. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, I actually had some food places in the Bronx. And, and I, for a second, I was like, I do not know if he's kidding. He totally was. Because you told him you were coming up from Jersey. Like, you know. Yeah. True. So. But anyway. I, I liked that. I liked that moment. But. Uh, yeah. It's like, this sounds like a complaint, but it's, uh, it's something I'm finding it endearing. I was into him. I had a very yeah. nice time. So I'm like, okay. The energy thing is just making more sense to me that I was like, okay. I'm glad I'm like, I gave it a, sh- a very fair shot. It didn't, you know, wasn't in my yeah. head about anything for the first date and even second date. I'm like, we-, we figured it out. It's fine. We're here. This is also one of those things that's like, the more you know someone, the more it becomes this endearing thing and not as much of the, like, I just pick up ice. Like you're like, you know that it's like he's so kind and he's like looking out for what I want to do and you know. I mean, full disclosure, I'll still occasionally be like, "Oh my god, pick a thing." I, I agree. still I mean, will. Yeah, I don't blame you because I have plenty of anxious friends that are very similar, and they say the same, it's the same thing. Where I literally will look at them and go, "Would do you just want me to pick a thing? Is that what this is?" And ninety nine percent of the time, they go, "Yes, please." I do not. I don't like the pressure of picking. I'm like, fine, then I'll pick. Like you know. But again, it's one of those. It's like. It's just an early dating thing that I've now talked to a few friends about this. It's a common complaint. It's not just me. It's like just feeling like, okay, like a little effort here. And when they ask a million questions, you're like, I just feel like I'm doing all the work now. Yeah. It, it's coming from a good place, but it's like, yeah, I, I get that. Right. But listen up, guys. If you haven't heard yet, we're coming to the DC Comedy Loft for another live podcast Thursday. March 21st, get your tickets. We are, I think, over halfway sold out already. Well over halfway sold out. So get your tickets. If you want to come experience some magic live, we want to meet you. We want to talk to you. We're going to have so much fun. And it's also Allie's birthday that week. It is my birthday that week. So, and my mom might be there. I'm excited. You can go to findingmrheight.com slash live to find an easy link. Also in our bios to get those tickets, and we are going to have an after party afterwards where we can really meet and greet, talk to everybody somewhere in the area. Yeah, so make sure you come. DC Comedy Loft, Thursday, March 21st. And if you want to check out some stand-up, I'm going to be there all weekend. So Friday and that Saturday, I'll be doing stand-up shows. Start swiping on Hinge, bring a date, have a good time. And you'll, you can come and meet Allie's mom, which we still have some spots left on our Portugal trip. And a little update on that, a few of you reached out to us about hey, I want to come either, unfortunately, I don't have my mom anymore, or I want to come with my aunt, I want to come with my sister, I just want to come with a friend. The trip is officially open to anybody that would like to come, as long as you don't mind. Half the trip being moms and daughter combos. Everybody's excited to come. Doesn't matter. You are welcome to join. 
travel with us. It's going to be so, so fun. You can also check that out at findingmrhight.com slash podcast. If you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out. We're happy to answer anything. We're just so excited to be there with our moms and with you. Yep. Next October, October 4th through 10th. Check it out. Come travel with us too. I, and I also do deeply empathize with the pressure of picking. Like as a person who often ends up planning things, friends-wise, whatever, like I very much empathize with that. And I, I get anxiety that people are not going to like the thing that I've picked to the point where I, I send out polls like to my friends about what we want to do for different things we have planned or whatever, like this house versus this house, this Airbnb versus this Airbnb, whatever. One of the options is always, I don't care and I won't complain later. Yes, it's the won't complain part. That's the important yeah, part. Yeah, that's the important and part. And I, and I th- always put that. But I think that is where a lot of men get burned. Because I've had mm-hmm. guy friends of mine be like, I planned this whole thing. And then they just shoot down one part of it and don't offer an alternative. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. So if you have if you have women constantly doing to that, like if this guy has had a few women do that, it's like, well, now it makes sense why your behavior is asking me a million questions. <laughs> Yes. Instead of just picking a thing and being like, this will be fine, you know? Or yeah. actually, this is probably a great way to segue into the poll. He has been very considerate, like, I'm uptown, but I'm not expecting you to come all the way to my neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, but I also, I haven't been like, you got to trek all the way to where I'm staying in Brooklyn. Like, the compromise is somewhere in the middle, you know, for everybody. So, completely. Which does segue us very well into the poll. So... We, so we're doing listener questions today, and we got a screenshot submission that lent itself well to Weird or Not, which is a segment we, have done, we haven't done in a while. We brought it back this week. And so we'll do the Weird or Not first and then kind of get into the specifics of the screenshot. But the Weird or Not poll that we posted is, Weird or Not, they suggest a first date location in their neighborhood far away from yours. Is that weird or not? So this is where I think the vocab of weird might throw off people's answers. Yeah. I say it's not weird because it has happened to me a lot. Yeah, I guess it depends on if you're defining weird as like it doesn't happen often or weird as in like I don't like it. Should it? Yeah. If I go by I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. I'd say weird. Yeah. Because I that's not my instinct. I'm not like you need to come to my neighborhood. Right. I'm very, hey, let's meet in the middle, somewhere convenient, whatever. So I wasn't surprised then. My results were very close to 50-50. Mine too, 49-51. Yeah, 53-47 for me. Yeah. Same thing. And when people, so we give people an opportunity to explain. And if you want to vote in these, we're going to try to do better about having a, a poll segment or some sort of like listener input segment. They're in our Instagram stories. Um, a lot of people said it's not weird, but it is a little rude. Yeah, that's what, that's why with this one, I'm like, I think it's a, do I like it or is it common? Yeah. I think the original intent, and maybe we come up with a new, a new branded way of phrasing this. The original intent was like, weird means I don't like it. So it doesn't Mm -hmm. mean like, oh, no one does that. It means like. Weird, I don't like it. Nah, it's fine. See, to me, not weird means it happens a lot. <laughs> That's how my brain works anyway. Yeah, but anyway. so may- maybe we need to come up with a new phrasing. So we can we can offline about that, to use corporate speak. Um, anyway, go ahead. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, I um, I feel like this is a very common complaint I hear. Yeah. 
from men and women. But more often women, because there is this kind of classic gentleman rule that you should go to the neighborhood of the girl if you're in a heterosexual dating lens. I also think there's a potential assumption or like worry as the woman that a guy is planning a date in his neighborhood because he's trying to take me home afterwards. And that's probably not the reason, but like that's people, people put that in. They were like, it, it makes me wonder if he's just trying to be close to home for like the end of the date. What's funny about that is I've actually told my guy friends, like you're probably more likely to get laid if you do it in their neighborhood oh, and yeah. make it their choice. And they feel comfortable with you to invite you to their place. So I'd say both ways, same exact thing. It's easy to go, oh, we could walk to my place and hang out for a bit and open the door to that either yeah. way. But yeah. I think for me, the biggest X factor in whether I think it's, whether it's like weird or not, like whether I don't like it is, did they ask? Like if they asked me, where are you coming from? Is there like things that would be convenient or inconvenient for you? Whatever. And I told mm -hmm. them and then they then picked their neighborhood that is like objectively really far from me. Mm -hmm. Then I'm like, this is very inconsiderate. Yeah. But that's when I say, feel free to turn that down. And I don't think that's being picky. 100%. Offer an If they don't ask, they just go, how about this great spot? It's in my neighborhood. Easy to just say, Oh, that does look great. Uh, but I'm coming from here. It's going to be, you know, a long ride. Can we do somewhere more in the middle? Yeah, I think that's perfectly fine. And that's not being high maintenance at all. No, I think pick, I, I would suggest offering an alternative in that, in that scenario. Yeah. But yeah, I have gotten, I have gotten that where like when I used to live, I used to live in Flatbush, which is pretty deep into Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. And I was going out with a guy that was on the Upper East Side. And he asked, he was like, oh, where are you coming from? And I said, you know, I work from home. I live on like the border of Flatbush and PLG. And he, he then goes, and I also said, and I'm on the two train. And so usually it's a question a, what train you're off of, yeah. He picked a place on the Upper East Side, which is one, so far from me and in his mm -hmm. neighborhood. And two, not on the two <laughs> So I'm like, no. you didn't do, why did you even ask? Why'd you ask? Because now I know that you knew and still did that. So you just shouldn't have asked. Yeah. That's when it feels like a lazy move and just yes. completely inconsiderate yeah. and rude. That's where it gets into rude territory. It's like, mm, okay. And then, like, come on. you know, sometimes it makes you be like, oh, you're not that into me then. Yeah. That it's like, you're, you're only going to go on this date with me if we make it as convenient for you as possible. Yes. And I don't buy that for like either party, either gender in many scenarios. Now, here's an idea. Yeah. This actually came up on my other pod. Mm. I think it was Rourke. It was a friend of hers because it was L.A. So you deal with L.A. traffic. So oh, if you go to one person's neighborhood, the other person has to deal with no traffic. Right. Whatever. A guy friend of hers proposed. OK. Either I come to you, but you pick the spot and plan the date or you come to me and I'll pick the spot and plan the date. I love that. It. I love that. I, I love, love that. I would gladly be like, cool. Come to me. I'll plan it. Great. I'll plan it. Yeah. I'll great. Plan it. Or, or the other way, but like, then it's like, it's also like so clear. You don't, you're not going to have to deal with any of the questions. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm not asking you a million questions. <laughs> I'm not asking you any, I'm not asking you shit. Once, once you said I'm planning everything, that's it. I'm, I yeah. am. 
this is a dictatorship officially. Well, I mean, that's what I did for The Bachelorette. The bride was very indecisive. And I said, listen, you could just give me the green light and I'll run with it. And I, I won't bother you with a damn thing. If you want yeah. that, I'm happy to do it. It's actually easier for me than the process Way I'm dealing easier. with right now. Way easier. Nothing is worse than, I, I think the worst thing to ever deal with is somebody who thinks they don't care, but then actually does. Yes. That's where this gets annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. So, so bringing into our, our listener submission, it's a slight twist on this situation, but our listener, a listener submitted a screenshot. So I'm going to read the background and then I'll read the screenshot. Okay. So the listener says, this is less of an am I the asshole and more of a is the ball in my court. Mm. So here's the situation. I had a first date with a guy from Hinge. We went indoor rock climbing and then to a casual restaurant for drinks and apps. It was very nice, easy conversation. The night ended with a kiss and both of us saying we wanted to see each other again. We texted pretty consistently over the next few days and he suggested watching a movie at his place for our next date. <laughs> Originally, I agreed to this plan. However, I was feeling super anxious as the date came closer because I was uncomfortable with the implications of, quote, watching a movie and being in his apartment. So the day before it was scheduled to happen, I suggested an alternative plan of going to a brewery for trivia. And then this is where the screenshot comes in. He said, I'm now reading from the screenshot. He said, I'm on the fence about trivia. Let me wake up more and see how I feel. Was kind of looking forward to a low-key night and not eating out, but I realized I did rob you of promised cauliflower wings, so it's fair. And she also clarified that the cauliflower wings thing was like an inside joke. Mm -hmm. So then she said, I totally get wanting to do something low-key slash free and not going out, but to be honest, my reason for the suggestion is that I'm not totally comfortable at this point with hanging out at your place. Just wanted to explain my thinking. It doesn't necessarily have to be trivia. And then he said, ah, okay, gotcha. Why don't we do something this weekend? So then she said to us, his response was fine, not entirely as understanding as I would have liked. And our previously consistent texting level decreased after that. The weekend has now arrived without either of us suggesting a new plan. So my question is, whose court is the ball in now? Who should be making the plan? Obviously, either one of us could do it. I'm just curious of your opinions on the situation. Well, I think this is... Like Jared Fried said, she gave him the tools. She was like, hey, just don't want to go to your apartment. Let's do something else. She suggested a place even. He rejected that, moved it to the weekend. It feels like a dodge of a second date. Along with mm. the inconsistency now with the communication. That being said, I don't think it was fully in his court. That I'm, I'm kind of, I don't think the ball is in anyone's court necessarily. I think he's kind of showing you than telling you a little bit. Yeah. But if I was her, I had a great first date. I'd be like, let me give the benefit of the doubt here that, you know, maybe he wasn't as understanding as I wanted him to be in the response. Okay, cool. He also could just be having a long week that he's like, I'm tired. I'd rather just go out this weekend anyway, whatever. I would swallow my pride a little bit on this one to be like, I don't like being in this vague zone. I'm going to just say, Hey, so this weekend, what do you want to do? Saturday, Sunday, like try to get a date on the books. Yeah. He, or just a day. Sorry. Day of the week. A day. If, yeah. if you're dodgy on the day, then I'd, I'd officially put it in his court. Go, okay, well, let me know when you're free to go out again. And any more texts I got after that, I would just circle it back to that. I'd just go, 
hey, sorry, I'm kind of crazy busy at work. Like, let me know when you're free, though. We'd love to see you again. Yeah, like we're not going to continue this text conversation without that on the calendar because there's no point in me Something furthering. Coming. Yeah, like there's no point in us continuing to talk if we're never going out again. Yeah, but the the yeah. ball in the court question, I think it's very unclear here. I do too. And the reason that I like thought of that weird or not related to this is because I think this comes back to like, if you don't like the original plan, mm-hmm. then what do you do? And yeah, there's an alternative. Extra- Exactly. Yeah. There's an extra element here, of course, of like the original plan made her uncomfortable. It wasn't just inconvenient. Mm -hmm. But she did exactly what I would do, recommended a very specific alternative. So like, I agree with you. I don't think it's like, oh, it's definitely in his court or it's definitely in her court. I think either one could. But so I think I would approach it as, as I'm talking it through. I think I would approach it the same way that you just said. Throw out one more you know, okay, great. You know, it's the weekend. Yeah. Hi, we're here. Yeah. What's so, your weekend you know, look like? What do you got? Yeah. Yeah, you know, exactly. You and like, you get a drink. You want to, we got all day. We got all day to figure something out. Right. Cause he is now the one who has said that he like wanted to keep things a little more low key, which is subjective. Like that means different yeah, things to different people. Things. Cause trivia doesn't, uh, to me, that doesn't scream like high velocity activity. So like, mm-hmm. but to him it did and that's fine. So I well, think it is- could be a keyword for casual relationship. That's also fair. Also you true. Know, could be is also casual slash lazy a little bit. Like, no planning I, involved. Yeah, not really planning. I just I want you in my apartment, even if it's not to have sex yet. But like, that's that's not a guy that's taking you out on a date. And you know what? In these yeah. first few dates, if that's what you want, hold that standard. Even if you're like. I probably would still sleep with him after the second date, but I want the second date to be out. Let's go somewhere else and then go I home. I want to be out. <laughs> yes, I still want to be courted and out, and I can put out yeah. whenever the fuck I want, but you still got to, like, take me somewhere, not hide me in your living room, you know? Right, where I fully, like we were, like we were saying with the laziness, I'm fully coming to you and just, like, presenting myself on your doorstep, and you didn't have to do a damn thing. Exactly. So that's... Because I'm like, hey, sleep with people when you want to sleep with people, you know? Like, I try 100%. to wait a little bit. But even if I'm like, I was fully planning to fuck you after this date, I still want the date. Give me the date. The date, you know? After the date. That part is very important. After the date. <laughs> Not on your couch, you know? <laughs> well, because for me, especially in early dating, the date is foreplay. Yes. Yes, of course. Yeah, well, I don't think guys always see it that way. You know, I don't want to be on your Ikea couch and your terrible mood lighting. Take me to a dimly lit bar, pizza place. I don't give a fuck what it is. Give me a little bit of romance here. You know? Give me something. Give me something. Now let's go home. At least have to tie a pair of sneakers to go out with me. Yeah, right? He's probably barefoot. Just in his house. No fucking slippers or anything. Sweats. Come on. Just Come on. Come on. You know, like yeah. A, so like I minimum effort. Uh, yeah. So I think I I love how she's handled it so far. I'm like the way that you know the way that she was ex- expressing her discomfort, but also providing an alternative, like gold gold stars all around, listener. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think that little prod to then see, okay, is he is he going to then pick up the ball with me? Yeah. Or is he Where's just going to like energy? make me dribble around? 
Yeah, because if I get some like, oh, uh, yeah, I'm not really sure. I don't no. know. I'm kind of tired. Whatever. Then officially put it in his court and go, okay, well, if you want to go out again, let me know. And do not yep. spend any more of your time texting this person. No. Because that's the other thing is that like the the text without the future date on the calendar after a certain point is like, what are we doing? Why are we continuing to get to know each other if we're not going to spend any more time together? Oh, for me, it's immediately. Immediately. I'm like, do you want like, anything from this? What is this? Yeah. Like, what's the plan? Yeah. I'm like, I, yeah. I'm like, immediate. Let's go. Yeah. But. All right. So but keep us posted, please. As always. Yeah. Let us know. Speaking of when to have sex in early dating, we have a question about timing of sex. Okay. So this listener says, I, 36 female, live in a major East Coast city, and I've been single for almost three years, only started using apps pretty recently. In my city, straight single women outnumber their male counterparts, which can create an interesting dynamic for dating. Do you live in New York, dear listener? <laughs> You're giving uh, some hints here. Yeah, I'm thinking Sound New York. Sounding like New York. Sounding a lot like New York. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've had this situation happen twice in the past month or so. Met a guy on Hinge. His profile says he's looking for a long-term relationship. Mine also says that. But it seems like men have an expectation that if they don't have sex pretty early, they're out. I don't have any set quote-unquote rules, except I don't sleep with a guy on the first date. I go with the flow, and once I'm comfortable, sex happens. Recently, I had a guy say to me on a second date that if he doesn't have sex with a woman by date four, he loses interest. That really offended me because I felt like he had a black and white view of sex and didn't consider the woman at all. I asked yeah. him why he feels that way. Yeah, agreed. I would boo, big boo, boo yeah, boo hiss, big boo. You're gonna think that you're gonna say that out loud. Case you, yeah, right. The I honestly am concerned for like your your social skills that you said that out loud. I'm like, yeah, that anyway. Um, okay. So I asked him why he feels that way, and he just repeated that he would lose interest and that, quote, sex is a really important part of a relationship. And I agree, it's important to me too, but I can't help feeling like he was trying to manipulate me. I wrapped up the mm -hmm. date quickly after he said that. Yes, correct, he was. I correct. wrapped up the date quickly after that, but I'm starting to wonder, am I playing a fool's game by expecting these hinge bros to wait until I'm comfortable having sex? Have either of you experienced something like this? I have never had a man outright say this to me that I was on a date with. Me either. I Total weird manipulative move. Scam. Scam, yeah. scam. This is a scam. Because you know what my exact response would be? Oh, that's interesting. I've found when I sleep with guys on the fourth date, they suddenly lose interest. <laughs> now what? Now who's right? You have your data. I have mine. Yeah. Now what? You, you know, like, it's like, okay, you lose interest. Oh, okay. Well. I lost interest because you said that. I literally, Whereas, literally, you read my mind. Oh. I was literally thinking, I don't think I would have the presence of mind and like quick wit to say this in the moment if this happened to me, but I would love if I could say, oh, that's interesting because I just lost interest right now. Uh, you can. Well, <laughs> you I just can. don't think I would, no I don't think I'd be that quick witted. I don't think the, the, th the right thing to say never comes in the moment. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, I would probably be a little shocked. Like, did this man yes. just say that out loud? Did, what the? Yeah. Out loud. What? Did you say that out loud? Yeah. Or here's a line for you. Okay. Sex is a really important part of a relationship. You know what else is? Finances. How much money do you make? <laughs> oh, are you not comfortable sharing that with me yet? Well, 
Yeah. I've well, lost you know interest. What? I've lost interest. I need to know how much money a man makes before I sleep with him. So unless you're willing to show me some pay stubs, you know, that's on lock, bitch. Like, what the fuck? Please forward your W-2. But you know what I'm saying? Like, that that is something that's important in a relationship is finances. What are our financial goals? When, when, When are we comfortable having that conversation? Oh, funny how that's after sex. After months and months and months, usually for a lot of people. But that's something I'm not pushing other people to do with me. Ugh. It's yeah. a very good point. Anyway. Yeah, this guy, so like two different parts of this question. One like fuck this guy. I like yeah. truly can't imagine somebody saying that out loud. I imagine that there are people that are thinking it. But like I just can't Well, but here's the thing. Fathom. I I I agree. Sex is an important part of a relationship. I yes, agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, but also it's like that doesn't mean it has to happen sooner than later. Right. Also, it's like an arbitrary number to be like by date four. Like there, I have felt wildly different ways about people that ended up all in good. Like there are, let me put this in a different way. I have ended up in relationships with people where I felt ready to have sex with them at date four and like not even close to ready. Mm-hmm. And that didn't have a bearing on how I ended up feeling in that relationship. Like it's not like I like liked the first one more eventually you know yeah no 100 percent agree i i don't have a consistency of when i've slept with people that i ended up dating some it was five plus some it was earlier some it was two slash three i don't know because i never put like a heavy thought into it i was like i'm gonna do this when i feel comfortable and when i want to and also having herpes has made me be ready before my partners and guess what Mm. totally fine it's it's just it's baffling to me that if someone basically says i'm just not comfortable doing that yet that they're like well i have a formula so time is up my experiment is over uh, goodbye we're officially you, no expired. longer seeing each other oh my yeah, god i think that honestly this guy's doing you a favor by letting you know that he thinks that way because imagine like imagine that that this is the guy that you like do sleep with on date three or four and then he loses interest anyway because he's a douchebag and then now you're like you know how did i get myself into this thing where i'm emotionally invested in this guy who would say something like that so like i'm glad he said this out loud actually um this guy is a loser if this is your best move to get a woman into bed is That's this really true. line like how like you wh- when is that you can't work? think you can't think of any way to woo, woo a woman better than being like, I've run the data numbers and I will lose interest by date four. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. <laughs> like that's, that's your best line you could come up with. Yeah. Cool. So like long story short, listener, no, you are not playing a fool's game by looking for somebody who accepts when and when you are not comfortable. Yeah. And don't, don't put a date number in your head no don't if anything i've actually seen um a couple different you know viral tiktoks that are male points of views on this and i've seen Mm -hmm. several men not say the number four say a much higher number and they were advising women to wait longer they were like hey if a guy is still seeing you and taking you on dates and like sex hasn't happened i think one guy it was like six and i'm not saying to follow this but he was like he's like i feel like that's a good number he goes that's gonna weed out the guy that isn't really interested in you. Mm-hmm. So I more I go by that data of like 
the matchmaker Maria, the longer, the whatever. I'm like, I think all that really proves is that the person really is interested in you and who you are. So whatever number you want to make it or not have an official number, I think is fine. But yeah, the yeah. whole, if someone is interested in you, they will be fine with waiting. Yes. And if they're not that, fuck them. Fuck them. Yeah. Fuck them. Honestly. Okay. Our next question is actually about friendship. Hi, Allie and Erica. Discord member here. Shout out to the Discord, which is Woo-woo. part of our uh, second tier Patreon Patreon tiers. Patreon tiers. Discord member here. I've discussed this situation with all the great people on the Discord, but since this dilemma continues to exist in my life, I'd love to hear your guys' opinions. This is about one of my closest friends, 29, who I believe is settling for a life that falls short of her hopes and dreams. In all the years I've known her, she's always been 100% clear on wanting kids, preferably before the age of 30, and she wanted a life and career in the city we're both from. She also has always been very honest about the fact that she needs a man in her life, and she's jumped from relationship to relationship because of this. Right before COVID, she met her now boyfriend, who is 35. Because of the lockdown, she chose to move into his apartment in a much smaller town. She never wanted to live there, but she held on to hope that he would someday want to move to the city with her. Three years later, the big issue in their relationship is that he doesn't want kids. She was caught off guard by this two years into the relationship, and it's been a constant issue ever since. Now they're looking to buy a house together in his town. She's very unhappy with the fact that he doesn't want kids, but she hopes that the move to a bigger house will change his mind, and she's also toying with the idea of a life with no kids. It's hard to watch my friend give up her dreams in order to be with this man. She's 29 and firm on the idea that she's met her last partner, but all I see is my friend who's giving up everything for him while he makes no compromises for her. He didn't allow her to bring any furniture into the apartment. He refuses to move because he wants to stay close to his job, family, and friends, and now the kids thing. By buying a house with him, she's also financially tying herself to this man, making it harder to leave and find the person who can very easily give her everything she's always wanted. The kids' discussion is now so toxic that she stopped talking about it and really only discusses it with a select few people, including me. My question is, as a friend, how do I best support her in this situation? My gut tells me to stay out of it and let her figure this out on her own, but other people tell me it's my duty as her friend to tell her when she might be making a serious mistake, especially since I'm one of the few people she still confides in. What would you guys do in this situation? Did your friend say anything during your more questionable relationships? And how did their opinions affect you? I've never had a relationship be like at this level, looking into buying a house, living with a guy that was a guy that like my friends didn't like. Yeah. I had it on like a base level, like you're only dating a couple months. And of course, you often never hear these things until the relationship ends. Yep. But there's a difference between a few months and a few years. Yeah. And watching your friend really give up on some of her dreams. You got the city dream and you got the kids dream. I think the kids dream is actually more important than the city dream. Agreed. I feel like the city dream is something you can compromise on and be fine with. Um, It's always, it's also easily changeable. Like it would be very reasonable to be like in 10 years, we could move to a city, but it's very different. Like you, the, the kids thing, there's a, there's a shorter window and it's not something that you can like, go back and forth on you could have a a place in the city or like go into the city on vacation you can't you're not having part-time kids right especially with this is a covid boyfriend covid times cities were very very bleak you'd want more space like 
Like yeah. all that, I was like, I'm not surprised at this. You want to move into the city, shit hits the fan. With COVID, it's like, why would I move to a city? Why would I pay more money to be in a box and you can't go anywhere? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so basically, she's like, should I say something? Um, I'm, I'm in the camp. You should. You absolutely should. The kids thing is heartbreaking. And it's even more heartbreaking that she isn't sitting there going, I'm accepting that I will just not have kids. She is yeah. now trying to manipulate this man into wanting to have kids with a bigger house? That's that's the part where I was like, ooh. It would be, I think, a little different if her friend was legitimately saying, I love this man. He doesn't want kids. I am reconsidering. Like, I'm thinking about what that life could look like. Maybe a child-free life could be something I really loved, you know. Because if one, if one person in a relationship wants kids and the other one doesn't, if you're going to stay together, someone's going to have to not get what they want. Like, yeah, we work has said this in the pod before. There, you can't have a kid, so like no, you can't. I would, I could get there, right? Like I could get there that my friend is going to make that sacrifice and be okay with it. But that's not what's happening here. It's she's not. toying with the idea that maybe she might be okay without having kids, but really, she's hoping he changes his mind, and that is a dangerous game. I don't think so. I think she's trying to like manipulate, which is even worse. Either way, whole, well, maybe I, bigger house. Yeah, it's just it's not, it's not good. Honestly, it's just not good. And I, know. I wouldn't consider myself a good friend if I just sat there quietly. Especially like, there's a few different points here you could kind of approach with her. Point number one is that she has this hard timeline in her head that she wanted kids by thirty, and she's twenty nine, about to turn thirty, so she's feeling like this is my last chance. This is my last guy. Right. Like if I have to quote unquote start over, it won't happen. Right. Which it's like, oh my God, there are millions of people that start over at not only 30, but 40 and 50 and fucking 60. Like I understand kids though. Yes. There's somewhat of a timeline, but I feel like I would start there being like, Hey, are you, you know, just especially, I don't know what's the age of the girl that emailed in. I don't think she gave 29. Oh, okay. I don't know how long, I don't know how old she is, but her friend is Let's 29. The woman in the, the relationship age. is 29. Yeah. You're around the age. Okay. Let's say you've already turned 30. She hasn't yet. I would start there. I'd be like, hey, I got to ask you, how are you feeling about turning 30? That's all you say. Because she's probably going to dump some anxieties. It's a new decade. There's some pressures. I felt that when I turned 30. Okay. Let her vent about a few things, blah, blah, blah. Open up about your own stuff. See where that leads. And then I would maybe bring up like, hey, I know you've talked about the kids stuff before. How's it going with that? Have you guys talked about it again? And you got to do this thing where you get them talking. And then you find a point to be like, look, I don't think you can convince him to change his mind. I don't think you can push him to do it. I don't think a bigger house is going to do it. I think you got to really decide, are you okay not having kids? Yeah. And you leave it like that. You don't make it like, you got to leave this guy. He's not good for you. That's not going to work out. None of that. You got to ask them questions and try to get them to kind of see it. And I think you just got to reassure your friend, like, you have so much time. You have so much time. And if this ends up not being the guy, the money you were going to put into the down payment of the house, if you're worried about kids, you could use that money to freeze your eggs. There are other things you could be doing that can preserve that dream for you 
and buy you time if you're so worried about the time, you know? Yeah. I think I would really lean into the, the fact that she's trying to convince him. And exactly yeah. like you said, not about like, oh, he's the wrong guy, but no. like if you want kids for sure, then he is because one, you cannot bank on somebody changing their mind or push nope. someone to change their mind. But two, if you have kids with somebody who is not fully gung-ho on having them, the burden is going to be on you. Mm-hmm. It is already overwhelmingly on the mother, statistically speaking. Mm-hmm. And especially if you have kids with somebody that was on the fence or like con- continue to be on the fence. People can be on the fence and then be excited about it. But like you have to convince someone. I don't know that that person's going to be the supportive co-parent yeah. that I would want. Yeah, I would really stress like you you can't convince him to change your mind. I And I would say, I think you need to ask yourself, are you really okay if it doesn't happen? Yeah. Like I'd say, it sounds like if you're really going to marry this guy and this is it, you have to accept that you are not having kids. And then I would just make it, I would feel sad for you to give up that dream because you have so much time. I think I would just emphasize that. Like I support you, whatever your decision is, but I think you're panicking about the 30 and you have so much time, so much time. And there are plenty of guys out there that want children. Cause here's the thing in this email, not one bad word about this guy. I'm sure he's a great guy. And I'm sure that's why this girl is like, ah, but he's so great in so many ways. But like, this is one of those things I'm like, even if you both want kids, but you're not on the same timeline, I think it's difficult to work out on that level too. tough. Yeah, the only thing the listener mentioned is that he just he isn't compromising, which again, yeah. red flag for co-parenting. Not a compromising thing. Yeah. Sometimes you compromise on. I got in a big fight once with a roommate because, funny, they wanted a dog. And it was oh. during COVID times. And she was like, I think it'll help my mental health, all this stuff. And I was like, look, the world is uncertain. Okay. We don't know what's going to happen. And I was currently freelancing from home. So I was like, Who's going to be home with the dog all the time if we go back to the office? Me. And mm. I was like, I had to just blatantly be like, look, not only am I allergic to dogs, but I, th- which is true. I wasn't making it up. I was like, I had to give a hard truth where I was like, I don't want one. Right. And I said, unfortunately, this is not something we can compromise on. Nope. Like the dog either lives here or it doesn't live here. So, and I was like, I love you. I want you to be happy. I'm sorry you're going through a hard time. But I was like, I, I, there's no compromise. I wish there was. That there isn't. That's you know, the reason that I didn't have Yeah. That's the reason I didn't have cats until I moved in by myself is because I actually had two roommates in a row that were allergic. The second one actually really hates cats. Um, but she was also <laughs> she was also allergic, yeah. but I think she's happy she's allergic cuz she hates them. Um but that's but, the know, reason. It's the same thing. There's no you can't have half a dog, you can't have half a kid. Great way, can't great have half way a cat. of phrasing it. Yeah, can't have you half know? a kid, so I didn't. Or especially like <laughs> Especially with pets, because people will pull this argument. She did. She was like, well, it's my responsibility. I'll fully take care of it, blah, blah, blah. I was like, there is no fucking way. There's not going to be times you text me to take the dog out because you're not home in time. There's no way. There's no way. And I wouldn't, and I'm not a bad person. I wouldn't be like, no, fuck that. Your dog can pee in your room. But like, well, right. like don't be but unrealistic. Gonna... Like, I'm yeah. never going to have to help. I will have to help. So you are putting yes. this on me a little bit. Because you're know? not going to be, yeah, you're not going to be the asshole that's like, oh, you're going to be gone all night? Well, like, sucks yeah. for the dog. I would even feel bad if it's in your room whining all day. Mm-hmm. I would be like, oh, I got to like go play with the dog a little or what, you know, like it's like it's 
the responsibility does get put on the roommates too. As much as we say it doesn't, it's like it still does. It does. It still does. You know? If, yeah. If you, unless you want to have your pet in a crate all day, which nobody does. So no, don't you do know. that. Anyway, but yeah, I think you think you got to do like the therapist trick and try to get them to see it. But but yeah, I, just I ask would. A lot of I questions. would. Yeah, but I would. I'd be having that conversation, trying to get in there before that house gets uh, an offer on it. Yeah, I did have. So in my, arguably my most questionable relationship was the oyster. And it's not even really arguable. It was my most questionable relationship, <laughs> to put it in the listener's words. And it wasn't that long. Like we got serious pretty quickly where we were like talking about potentially moving in together and like talking about these things, but it, it hadn't been that long. But like I have talked to friends since that were like, we would have been throwing up some 911 emergencies if things had like actually yes. escalated yeah and also the fact that she has stopped talking to you about it is because she knows i mean she talks to this person but the fact that she yeah. stopped talking to the majority is like because she knows that's mm -hmm. always a bad sign when it's like oh that issue that's still happening you just you're acting like it's not to us and it's like because you know it is yeah i mean at the time my therapist would be like oh and did you tell you know so and so about this did you tell cindy about this did you tell your mom about this and i'd be like mm -hmm. no no <laughs> yeah he's like interesting why yeah. why didn't you tell them because <laughs> let's be real even even if we don't say anything if someone's telling you in person well they see your face or you're like mm -hmm, great <laughs> like they, they can tell you're like this girl come on you know yeah so and it's one of those things just, i'm like posted uh, it's hard because I've, I've also been in in the situation luckily my the the person that i'm talking about did not end up with this person but i've been in a situation where a friend was dating someone that i thought was a bad person yeah like not this kind of scenario like i legitimately was like this guy is trouble yeah and it Tough. it was one of those things where it's like i was one of the only per people that they were confiding in at the time and i didn't want them to stop because then like i'm like i'm the only one who knows that this is happening and mm -hmm. like this like toxicity is happening if i don't know about it then no one will know about it and then it could get really bad right so i was like dancing this line between wanting to to say this guy's bad news and like mm -hmm. i worry that you're going to end up with him dancing between that and like not wanting her to shut me out it, that was really hard so i i feel for this listener you know what's a great line i had a good friend say to me once about a guy was i was mm. talking about him and then she just said you know I haven't heard you say one good thing about this guy. Yeah. And that's all she said. And I was like, yeah, and I, I can't think of one right now. You're like, and there aren't any. Good talk. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's an that's a easy way to point it out. If you have a friend that's just always complaining about somebody, you just go, yeah, I, you know, to be honest, I haven't heard you say one good thing about this person. And you don't even have to add yeah. the, so why are you dating them? Because that's right. what they're going to think. Just let them figure that part out. They will. Yeah. It's like, huh? Seems to be all bad. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Um, okay. What do we have one more? Final question. Yeah. Just a little bit of background context. This person, this listener is a medical resident in a moderately sized southern town. A lot of the guys her age are married or have a family. She knows that she's likely going to be moving for a fellowship, just like more training, after she finishes residency. 
One of the guys in my residency one year younger asked me on a date out of the blue a little over a year ago. I ended up falling really hard for him. I felt like we were partners and equals. He saw me and my drive and my ambition and liked those things in me, which really made me feel seen. About three months in, he said he just wasn't into it anymore and broke up with me. This was about a year ago. It's a really hard breakup for me, but I broke off communication as much as I could. It took a long time to get over him, almost nine months, and I dated a lot over the past year. I'm over the initial guy now. I have hobbies and a really full single life, and I'm really happy. However, he's still around, and I've had to work with him over the past year. He has a new girlfriend who's a lot younger than us, doesn't have as intensive a job as I do. I don't want him back now. Now he kind of annoys me, and I don't think he's cute. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. But it's hard being a, yeah. But it's hard being around him and having our co-residents ask him about her in front of me. Oh, this is interesting. I kept our relationship secret, so none of our co-residents know. That, I think that's actually a good move that you did. It is, yeah. Especially in this particular in this particular yeah. um, corporate or professional setting. It's hard because I do love my job and I'm career driven, and it feels like the guy who was finally on my level and my equal went for a girl that appears to challenge him less. In addition, I'm the only single one in my residency now. Usually when I break up with a guy, I don't talk to him or see him at all. But with this guy, I have to see him regularly and work with him. Like I said, I don't like him or want him back, but his presence seems to bring up these feelings of insecurity that no guy will want someone like me that's a doctor. Do you have any advice on how to be around him and not feel this way? Is it just time and or finding someone that I like again and feel like sees me and likes me? Thanks for any advice or insight. A couple thoughts that I had right off the bat. I fully get the like insecurity and anxiety that like somebody is not going to like certain parts of you that as women in society, we are told we shouldn't be Mm -hmm. driven, you know, go getters, like that kind of thing. Like we're told that that is by society, that that's not going to be attractive to men. I will say though, that one sort of like, limiting thought that she has here I think is that because she says this girl appears to challenge him less and mm-hmm. I want to challenge to use her word I want to challenge that because people can challenge people in relationships in different ways and I think that it's limiting her to be comparing herself to this woman because this woman has a different career path than her that like that inherently means that she's challenging him less because by thinking that I think she's just reinforcing her own insecurity that nobody's going to want her because of her career path and her personality. I get that, but I get that. Like, I don't agree with with the challenge front. Like that is an ego thing that you're basically saying, I'm smarter than this woman, most likely. Yes. Because you're a doctor and yes, doctors are very brilliant and smart. However, there is something with certain jobs being a woman it is found more attractive to most men and totally. it is annoying and it is frustrating and i have been there i'm sure you've been there ally and there's something with it um i kind of call it soft jobs and i don't mean that to jab at people that have quote a soft job but it's like there's been studies there's been data it's there's this book that's like um shit what's it called it's basically all this data on millionaires And it has the top range of professions that millionaires marry. And number one is a teacher. And I think number two is a social worker. And it's, and it's like, it's all these very nurturing kind of soft jobs. It's, it's not someone else who is high up at a finance place or a doctor or this. And I think sometimes 
it's a little bit of an attraction thing, right? It's a little bit of a masculinity thing, I think, sometimes with men, okay? But also, I think sometimes there's something to being like, usually these people that have these high-earning jobs, there is something in relationships sometimes where it's like, their job is so demanding that being with another person that has just as a demanding job actually just doesn't work in a relationship dynamic, not even yeah. in an ego sense, just in a time sense and the management sense and who's in charge of what. So a teacher, let's look at it this way. The hours of being a teacher are great hours for having children. So there's something very appealing about that where you're like, oh, if I, I end up with this teacher, oh, what's so great, they can keep their career and also be home when the kids get off the bus. But I can't because I have a more demanding job. I'm a doctor. I'm on call. I'm all these things, right? So I totally understand her frustration with that part. And basically feeling like I think at the end of the day, a lot of women feel like men do not value that we have this badass job. We don't feel like yeah. we get as nearly as much praise for having badass jobs, for making money, for being smart the way that men do. And that is an unfortunate truth throughout society, right? Like you come home, you're a doctor, you're crushing it. You come home and your family's still like, so are you dating anybody? And it's like, why, why is like this always somewhat the focus, you know, or the pressure that we feel It's like, cool that you're a doctor, but like everyone still feels bad for you that you don't have a boyfriend, even though you're like, I'm busy being a fucking doctor, I'm dude, being Come a on. fucking doctor. Yeah. I think I, I think I agree. I think like the thing that, that makes this worse, I think is that comparative piece. And so I would, yeah. I would just kind of like challenge her to try to think about it less about that woman and mm -hmm. more about who she's looking for, which is somebody who's going to value that you're a badass doctor. Right. And but those I just people get it exist. where it's like, I dated you and it's almost like you didn't care that I had all these great things. So when they date someone else, regardless of their job, right? We've all had this. Someone's dating someone immediately after you. Your first, first thought is, what do they have that I don't have? Yeah. Yeah. It's natural. You know what I mean? Like, and usually that actually comes from a place of confidence that you're like, I'm fucking great. I'm bringing it on every level. I'm smart. I'm beautiful. I got a kick-ass job. What does this person have that I don't have? It's a very human thought to have. I agree where it's like, if we keep comparing ourselves, we're not going to get anywhere. But initially, very human thought to have that you're just like, oh, yeah, I'm I, pretty I'm, great. I'm not, Why is no one recognizing yeah, it? Yeah, I'm know? not contesting that at all. I agree. It's very relatable. That, so... I, yeah, I, I'm not not yeah, disputing that whatsoever. Because one of the parts we skimmed over, right, is her being like, I'm also just frustrated. I've gone on so many dates. There just hasn't been another person to pique my interest. Like, I believe her when she's yeah. like, I'm over it. You know, now I just find him kind of annoying. And I'm just like, oh, I just hate that you have to be around. But I get mm. the thing of being like, damn, I'm a fucking catch. And I feel like nobody's seeing it. And that's just so frustrating, regardless of if your ex is in your residency program or not. You know, you're just sitting there yeah. being like, Damn, how come the, I'm the only one that's single, you know? The good news is, is that her job requires her to move soon. So, like, I don't know how many years of residency. It can, she has but yeah. But, like, but she could decide to do that. Yes, exactly. Like, it, it is, you know, and I think that that's actually rare. Like, medicine is a rare career path in that sense where, like, that could be a bad thing in another case, if you have a really settled life and you love where you are and then you mm -hmm. like don't match at a residency or a fellowship in that city, et cetera, this in this case is actually a win 
because it sounds like the town that she's in, which it's in the South, it's a little bit of a smaller town. It's like medium size. She said, sounds like that is not necessarily going to have the community that might value somebody that's doing what you're doing and have other people that are in a similar place in life as you. And you have the opportunity in your fellowship potentially to find a place that's more like that. Yeah. Or just you have the freedom that you get to consider all these big life choices without having to weigh in somebody else's big life choices. Mm -hmm. So the decision gets to be a hundred percent yours, which is exciting to be in. Yeah. And we understand that during the process though, of your residency, you're feeling a little lonely. You're feeling a little like, why isn't it working? But like you said, it's like, Hey, you might get a fellowship that now you have to move, you know, a plane ride away or something. And then in that moment, you'll go, you know what? Thank God. Or thank whatever the universe, whatever you believe in. You'll be like, Hey, actually good thing. I didn't meet anybody because I am excited. I get to do the program I want. I don't have to worry about a thing. I get to just pack my shit and go. Yep. And then be fresh in a new place. Um, yeah. And I and I think, unfortunately, I think it is, and she kind of says this at the end, I think there is a lot that's just time and potentially finding someone that you like again only in the sense that that will prove to you that they exist. Like it's not – I don't say mm-hmm. that to mean like, oh, you got to get under someone to get over someone. Like that's not what I mean by it at all. But more mm-hmm. so that like your brain is currently telling you that there aren't anybody, there isn't anybody else that you're going to like that's going to like you. And meeting somebody else that you do like who likes you, even if it doesn't work out long term, will just help you disprove that to your brain. Yeah, definitely. And the the one question is very hard. How do I like not have these, or how to be around this guy and not feel this way? It's a little bit of time and it's a little bit of like, I don't know. I think maybe say something that actually feeds into your ego of just like, you know what? I'm going to find somebody better than this dude. She yeah, somebody who appreciate somebody who appreciates me for who I am and wants me for who I am. You're going right. to find And that. also just likes me back cuz yes, the relationship it just hit the point he said I'm not into this anymore. Okay. You know? I like want you, someone who does like me. Right. Actually. But it's something that I would that's what I'd be telling myself. Call it cocky if you want, but I'd be like, I'm going to get someone better than this dude anyway. Like, not for me. Not for me. She could have him. I'm going to get someone better. Especially, you know, I'm not saying this guy is, like, necessarily intimidated by you. But, hey, maybe. You know, do you want a guy that has to have a woman that he feels is, like, at a lower career than he is to feel more like a man? I don't. Yeah, me either. You know, like, who, want, who wants that? I don't think anybody really wants that. So, you're going to find someone better. What's going to come is going to come. And for now, just kick ass in your residency. Yeah. Totally agree. Go kick ass. Let us know how it goes. Yeah. And also, you have a job that is meeting people all the time. That's wonderful. A lot of people have work from home stuff. You have a job. People are going to be coming in. You're going to be face-to-face meeting people. That's just going to expand your network and give you an opportunity to potentially meet new people that... I don't want to say date because you probably shouldn't date patients. You probably shouldn't date patients is where I was thinking. I was like, I don't know if that's allowed. (laughs) But like people, you know, doctors are something people refer and they go, I love my doctor. True. I love my gyno. I love my dermatologist. I yeah. Somebody could patient. set you up. Patient might set you, know, you up. Yeah. Totally. You, you never know. Especially you're a woman. You're probably gonna have a lot of female clients. Like it's going to expand your network. And I think lead to a lot of great things. And another thing you can do 
You're a doctor? Hey, go to conferences. There's plenty of conferences True. you could sign up for. Go meet people that are similar field than you. Expand your network or no shame in going to a conference being like, maybe I'll meet a guy. You know, there's always some fun parts. You get to dress up, whatnot, mingle. Do Try your it thing. out. You know, you'll meet medical device salespeople. So maybe if you don't want exactly another doctor, but someone that's related in the field, go get it. You know what I mean? Like you have, you have a window into a whole world of so many more people you can meet that I'm like, good for you. You know, I can't go to those conferences. They, they won't just let me in. They won't just let you in. <laughs> I've asked my mom before if I can go with her to orthopedic surgeon conferences. I, do it. I say do it. Like, bring me as your plus one. I'm like, I'll go. I'll just wander around and look lost. You know, I should try to be a herpes speaker at some of these things. Meet a bunch of doctors. Why the fuck not? Truly, though. We can find a way in. We'll figure it out. Now you've given us a challenge, <laughs> listener. <laughs> We're trying to sneak our way into some conferences. We'll see you next week. Why? Why not? You know what I mean? Why not? You go to Volleyball Nationals. There's a bunch of people there. There are let's, a bunch of people there. Let's find a summit that we can go to. And we'll meet this fan. <laughs> Perfect. You can come with us to the summit, listener. Come with us. Let us know if there are any medical conferences that take non-doctors. <laughs> you would like us to come with you, too. We could be your wing woman at the conference. We'll see you there. Hell yeah. I'd be like, you want to talk to me? <laughs> this one's a doctor. <laughs> this just one, wing she's woman, a doctor. Yeah. She's a doctor. <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> You're going to save a lot on ER visits with those kids. Am I right? You know? Whatever. But... Anyway, this was fun. All Thank you right. all for submitting. This was fun. Thanks for submitting. If you want to submit questions for our next listener question episode, Hot Topics episode, findingmrhyde.com slash podcast. That is where a suggestions form is. And we are continuing to take suggestions there. Somebody messaged me about this and I, and I forgot to post it to my story, which I will. But we are going to do this like dating in other cities episode. Like, what's it like? You know, what's the worst part about dating in other cities? You know, finding We're patterns. Submissions? Yes. I want submissions. So I want you... everyone's complaints. Yes, exactly. So please tell us if you have great things about dating in your city, why not throw them in there? But findingwithstorite.com slash podcast, throw in a suggestion and uh, we'll, and we'll, we'll get that episode going. Story one, too. Yeah, for sure. So, so pay attention, but submit. We love it. Thank you, guys. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.